This is a podcast. Nobody can hear you flipping me off. Uh, but you saw it, and that's all that matters. <laughs> mm, I saw it, too. Welcome to Streaming You want record. a countdown? <laughs> <laughs> we can do a countdown for you. No. So that way you can get through the opening. Are you ready? Okay, five, four, three. Why are you this way? Welcome to Streaming Unicorn Podcast, where queer folks bring you queer commentary and reviews of the latest movies available from online streaming services. I'm your host today, Anna, and as always, or newly, I'm here with Brooke and Alan. Hey! Hey! This week, we'll be talking about and reviewing the movie I picked, Bad Boys, available on Netflix. Bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Probably, <laughs> probably go to jail. <laughs> That's what you're gonna do, bad boys. Good, wait, gonna when do what? When they come for you? I go to jail. Oh, Alan's talking about the porno bad boys. Mm. I mean, what you gonna do when they come on you? Oh. Wow. That would... Bear boys, bear boys. No, not bear. What you gonna do? Safety first. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about. Oh. I'm not talking about oh. bear backing. Okay, B E A R. I'm talking about bears, like. Okay, I misunderstood that, and that horrified me. You really got up in arms about the bear back D- because safety first, especially if you're going to be fucking a lot of people. Safety is not important if you're not fucking a lot of people. Is that what you're saying? Well, ideally, if you're fucking one person, you got tested, and you agree to be monogamous, and both people follow through on that. You look at your face. <laughs> what, Alan? I have coworkers here. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, oh my God, I can't talk to these people ever again. No, never. They, they will always know. Yeah. Although Our friends, our coworkers, know? all I'm the like, people we don't know. I'm like, why do I advertise to those people? <laughs> you should listen to the show now. They need sex tips from Anna. <laughs> They might. Yeah. Anna's rules. It's like, how liberal are you? For safety first. I feel like hetero conservative people should take that approach as well. But what? What approach? One- <laughs> Once you've decided who you're going to be with, you both get tested. And then you decide whether or not to use contraception or condoms or all these other things. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're in a committed relationship. That's right. what your coworkers are learning, Alan. How yes, to be that's safe. It. Alan is having advertisement regret. Why is that, Alan? Tell us why. Why am I having regret? <laughs> yes. Because those people don't see this side of me. <laughs> they do now. You sweet conservative, no, Alan. They'll hear this side of me. <laughs> well, we all have work personas and podcast personas. Personas. <laughs> Persona. I at work am known for being quiet, usually. Yeah, you definitely don't talk about safe sex at work, do you? No. Well, it's not a work-appropriate topic. (laughs) And I also walk around with headphones on and don't talk to Unless you're having sex with a coworker, and then safe sex is a work-appropriate topic. Mm. But ideally speaking, you're not having sex with your coworker at work, so you still have that conversation. Not in the stairwell, for sure. Or a desk. Or at a desk in a private office. Or saying, what you going to do when they come for you? Or in an open space. Would you like to buy some gas? (laughs) (laughs) oh alan's been a bad boy bad boy i was what are we gonna do alan let's talk about safe sex (laughs) 
What are your safe sex tips, Alan? I wish everyone could see his face right now. <laughs> Glow worms, your good night, friend. <sighs> um, I don't know. I agree with you. I'm like, once you decide you are in a committed relationship, you get tested. Maybe even get tested before you decide you're in a committed relationship. Boom. Right, before you have sex. That's true. Get For tested sure. at least every year. And there's no shame in, in regular and getting tested regularly no. if you have an active sex life. I still get tested every year. Are you saying you don't have an active sex life? Well, Wait, you have what? a monogamous. She has a monogamous <laughs> sex life. Why do you still get tested I if you're know. Just in a monogamous relationship for years? At this point, it's habit. Safer sex is always a good idea. Mm-hmm. You don't want to catch chlamydia. Yeah. And then Anna and I had this discussion when we got together before there was any kind of mucous membranes in contact with <laughs> other mucous membranes. <laughs> Alan's face again. Alan's face. <laughs> Trying to break me. before we were fluid bonded. <laughs> before we were fluid bonded, we were fluid paired. Gross. It's true. It all yeah, we had this gross, discussion, and we we yeah. got tested, and so we knew what we were literally getting into. Mm-hmm. The last time I got tested, she was like, "Why?" Well, that's because we'd been together for a long time. I'm just picturing two predators kissing and mucus <laughs> strands strung between them. Yeah, that's accurate. That's how <laughs> lesbians have sex. Also, imagine vaginas as predators. Well, that's a given. <laughs> and so and then, would invisible. a penis be an alien? Like a xenomorph? <laughs> it can be a xenomorph. <laughs> With its penis head? <laughs> that's a terrifying image. For Alan, heterosex is alien versus predator. Oh my god. <laughs> that what? fell flat. Oh. Defective. There it goes. It was. It had Anna's cord inside of it. Don't blame me. I well. Anna and her cords. But how's your baby gonna get oxygen if your cord's inside the bell? Oh God! I don't <laughs> even follow that necessarily. It's an umbilical cord. I had something to drink before we started the podcast. Clearly, <laughs> I am so glad. Clearly, she needs more alcohol. We can do shots at the break. We aren't taking a break today. All right. Well, we can do shots in the middle of the damn show. All right. No. I think we should. <laughs> I think we should have a nice shot of something. You'll have a nice we shot. We have a variety of, of things. <laughs> you can have a shot of Jaeger, honey. So here's the thing about Jaeger. <laughs> different people have very specific reactions to different alcohols. And for me, Jaeger makes me really horny. Do you want to put this out in the world? Yeah. <laughs> she don't care. Why do I care? Why honey do you guys doesn't give a shit. I wouldn't do a podcast if I didn't want it out in the world. Hey. What's up, Unicorn Brigade? Learning all about your girl, Brooke. Hi. <laughs> I have to make a horrified face. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the train to Busan right now. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> we aren't on the train to Busan. We're on the train to bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they... What, Alan? Come for you. <laughs> Come for you, Alan? Is that what that was? Yes. That sounds almost like, um, what is it when you like to watch? Like voyeurism? Voyeurism porn. They're going to come for you. Uh, oh. Who's a dirty boy? You are. What am I going to do when you come for me? Everything. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that might be true. <laughs> I'll be a dirty boy. Alan said, yes, homo. Wait, I'll be Brooke's dirty boy. Whoops. Alan and I are in a companionate marriage. <laughs> You're just a beard for each other? Hmm. Mm. I don't think we need to be beards. We just... Companionship? Yeah. I've learned a lesson. Don't fuck your friends. Have... Mm. Well, that's... We're not fucking. Right. 
Yeah. It's companion it. See how we're, we're, we're there to both support gay each other. So friends? The You're just friends then. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's different. Because you'll be there for him when the rain starts to fall. <laughs> this is the craziest no. beginning ever. <laughs> it has gone a solid 10 different directions. I feel like I'm looking at a kaleidoscope. <laughs> a kaleidoscope mm-hmm. of what? Cray. Weird. All right. Kaleidoscope. Oscar Mayer Wieners. Just. Whoa. Just what? Yes, dear. Just, I don't know. Just join me. In Kaleidoscope Heaven? Yeah. Kaleidoscopeville? Yeah, we'll have a good time. Kaleidoscope City? All right, so since everybody else but me is very focused on logic, (laughs) 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 maybe we should go to the deets. (laughs) Woo! Deets! That's you. Oh! It is me. <laughs> so, Bad Boys came out in 1995. Uh, 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 uh. Just like Alan. Oh, God. <laughs> now, that would be nice if I came out of 1985. 95. 95. It would be, be even better if I came out of 1995. When did, when did you come when out? When did you come out? 90, 1973. No. <laughs> That's when I when came out. you came out as gay. Uh, <laughs> Well, I, I came out in 1973 as gay, since I was born that way. When did you tell other people? I don't remember. I was 21. Wait, There's 1973, so and you were 21. That's 94. 94. 94. I told you. How Close. did I? I knew. Right on track with bad boys. That's true. Hey, see? That's I was okay. right. But, yeah, you were. Alan, tell your coming out story. I don't know. I blocked out a lot of that time of my life. <laughs> I feel like I would have blocked it out because it was a challenge. <laughs> it was a challenge because you know, telling your parents, well, telling a parent and then not being spoken to for a year is kind of a challenge. That is an extreme That's challenge. A huge challenge. It was freeing, but a challenge. Yeah, and I don't regret it. Maybe how I did it a little, but I did it. How did you do it? Sounds like you want to talk about it, Alan. Share with us little, little and chicken, people all over the world. Little chicken shit gay Alan invited his mother down for a day and then told her by herself. Well, that's not bad. That's not chicken shit. No, I feel that's like brave. That's uh, I didn't tell my dad. Well, I let her tell him. I think it's good to get an ally in there and then make a strategy. I don't know that she was an ally. You think she went down there mad? Went home like... Well, she came down, I think, with the expectation of me telling her that I was going to marry a black woman, which, (laughs) to me, I did not know was going to be an issue. Why did they think that? Had you been dating a black woman? I had. Oh, okay. I had, actually. Hey, Alan got jungle fever. Alan got jungle fever. She was super nice, and she was super cute, and we had a really good time together. But I knew it wasn't going to go any further than that. Right, because you were like, oh, clearly... Get. Not into girls, <laughs> right? Get. It was your last Engage. ditch effort. Um, I w- it wasn't even an effort, really. To really? be honest, I, I was just letting things happen because at the time I thought I might be bi. Yeah. Um, because I did have a little interest until I just realized that the female anatomy was just not for me. <laughs> did you get that? You couldn't pretend it was Keanu Reeves no, anymore. No. <laughs> Wesley <No>. Snipes is. <laughs> No, that's when I started having nightmares. What? <laughs> oh, a predator, predator face. face. 
I was like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> it's going to get me. I need the alien. Did things progress to that point with this person um, you were dating? I think she was having more f- romantic feelings than I was because yeah. I just couldn't. Cross I wasn't that attracted in that right. way. Right. I guess. Like, I thought she was gorgeous and I had a lot of fun. I really love her as a person. But when it came to some sort of entanglement, physical relationship. Yeah, I just couldn't. Yeah. Not when I could look at some other attractive man and immediately be aroused or something. Yeah. So I, that's when I knew. Okay. So you knew. She came down thinking you were going to say, I'm marrying a black woman. And she was prepared for that, which I didn't know. It required preparation. That I, is upsetting. I, wouldn't think I, I, so I laughed when she said that, <laughs> which was probably an inappropriate response, but it was just so ridiculous. <laughs> what else do you do, right. Exactly. Well, I was like, what else not do it. you do? Um, so she sat and cried for a while, which, you know, I felt horrible at the same time. Right. And then we proceeded to go shopping. So I guess she could... Process. Well, I don't think she processed. I think she kind of compartmentalized it and pretended that didn't happen for a oh, while. Oh, shit. And the whole time I was like, I feel really weird. I said this thing, it's not being really acknowledged. Yeah. And then she left and didn't talk to them for a good year. Good grief. Although when I finally did talk to him, my dad seemed less concerned, like less angry, other than why did I bring her down there alone to tell her that and send her back alone? <laughs> crying that was that was his issue with me okay. it wasn't even that i was gay wow just that you upset your mother right <clears throat> so that required a year's worth of processing for them Youch. of course you know at the time i was super busy working two jobs going to school and having a gay life in two hours of the night so <laughs> when you <laughs> so weren't you going to school sleep. and working yeah <laughs> so yeah that was that time is kind of a blur for me that's your gay venture Pretty much. Everyone's yeah. gay venture looks different. It does. So for those of part. you that have had a similar experience, I hope you made it through okay. Right. Alan made it through okay. Alan's married. I am. Mm-hmm. Has awesome friends. I like do. Like me. All the friends. Yeah. It actually got better. It did. And it, it is, will for you. It's it not is tough. Yeah. service. Hopefully. I had a somewhat similar experience when I came out as trans. It was weird because I've had to come out of several things throughout life. I came out as um, pagan and bisexual and poly for a little while. (laughs) And then, and I also came out as trans and uh, I had a similar experience. It took my parents about a year. It's it's not that we didn't talk to each other. Eventually I did have to say, look, I know that you're having difficulty with this and it's important that you talk to somebody about it, but not me. And that was a really hard thing to do for me because I've always been a people pleaser and so I always tried to make things better and fix things for people and in this case I really couldn't so I was like you're gonna have to talk to somebody but not me uh, because I'm going through my own things and uh, my parents took a good year to process and get to a place where they were better with it <laughs> yeah. and I'd say at this point it's been five years now since I tr- since I came well since I transitioned I told them a little before that so maybe six years since they've known they're both pretty cool. My dad uses my right name and pronouns for about a day, and then he can't do it anymore. And my mom definitely tries as much as possible. I can remember the first time she introduced me as her daughter, and it was really sweet and special. Hmm. And then she turned to my wife at the time and said, "This is," she said, "This is my daughter Brooke," and pointed at my wife at the time because <laughs> I think she freaked out a little bit. <laughs> she wasn't sure what to do. Oh my! But it was still sweet. I still got the whole point. 
She was trying. And what about you? Do you have a coming out story? I don't know why Bad Boys caused us to come out. <laughs> I know, right? Maybe it's because Will Smith is so hot in it. Yeah, you figure that's it. <laughs> I don't know if I have... It, it's more a series of coming out moments. Yeah. Most of my friends were like, well, yeah, this is a thing that I've known, even though you were dating a dude. My mom always seemed to be okay with me having a girlfriend in the background. I've learned recently that it was supposed to stay in the background. Ooh. And like, my dad is I'll just, be your dirty little secret? He doesn't acknowledge things. Rough. That is rough. Yeah. He told me he'd love me and not treat me differently, no matter what. Well, that's but good. that is the And in the end, really, I think the lesson here is we all had different experiences with it and uh, different, like, amounts of success, but we've all happier for having done it and being able to be ourselves has been really important and learning that for me personally and you guys can say if you agree but for me personally it's learning that someone else's approval is nice but not required for me to be happy in life and that was a big mind blower for me since I spent a lot of my life trying to do things in a way that other people would approve of but also not because it's not like everybody was thrilled I was pagan and all these other things but um, because Jesus is the default (laughs) (laughs) Jesus is the default it's a whole song you're welcome for that song but yeah I mean to take this kind of sad tone and bring it up a bit the point is we're all happier and I'm glad that I came out and I'm glad I went through those hard things I certainly learned a lot and being myself is so much better than pretending to be somebody else to gain approval yeah I got some really kind words from a co-worker recently who said that me living without regard to what other people think has really how do you put it it set an example for the young people who may need to see somebody go before them and even older people in their mid-50s who were never able to come out and live Hmm. how they wanted to older people in their mid-50s sounds oddly specific (laughs) (laughs) you know it's good for everybody in the world including someone of my exact age and demeanor (laughs) well that's how it was said to me which was clearly coded language gotcha however wink wink nudge nudge say it was a beautiful thing you know people get stuck in ruts and it is beautiful sure and there's a lot of people i mean we're talking here about coming out and how great it is not everybody has that ability uh can do that sometimes people are in situations where they require assistance financially or in their homes or whatever and my heart goes out to them for sure and i know that they'll be able to come out when they're ready and able to yeah and i hope at least people have secret lives full oh, of gay God. that didn't sound good well <laughs> like if you can't be open publicly at least have an outlet somewhere yeah yeah okay that outlet. makes more sense yeah that's uh, that i guess secret lives did sound <laughs> terrible, but like hopefully you hope- have a safe space where you can be whatever you need to be uh, my secret life is that of a super spy you would be the most animated super spy Oh, would that be admission Ever. is impossible? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's my own movie. Ad- admission is impossible? You can't admit. So admission is impossible. I love everything about this. I want to be a supporting character. I feel like that you needs to are. be the title of a gay movie that is not depressing and horrible. Yes, admission is impossible. 
It can just seem like it is, but then they yes have their Alan's going to write life. the next great gay screen pl- screenplay. Screenplay. Will there be a gay dance break in it? Oh, there's got to well, be. Well, fuck yeah. <laughs> It'll be like a fight scene, but actually a dance break. Like, <laughs> like the Jets. Will it be <laughs> like West a, a beat it? Dance <laughs> like break? the Jets in West Side Story. Okay, well, you're a jet. La 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 la. Fake news. Fake news. La la la. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. Kind of like that. I just stumbled all over this table. <laughs> I loved it. It was fantastic, darling. But you know, like, oh the no, uh, the spy is on the, the the strapped down to the board. It's a gay movie, so there's going to be some light bondage. <laughs> Wait, why does gay equal light bondage? It just does in my brain. I've like, never in Al- a light bondage. In Alan's to me. brain, vaginas are freaking monsters from space. For me, <laughs> I like my gay material to include light bondage. I don't know. I figure it, it'd <laughs> I be like, like a cross a between private... Mission Impossible and Mary Poppins. Ooh, I'm here for this. somehow he would end up on the roof in his black outfit, dancing on the rooftops, ev- evading people chasing him on the rooftops. Yeah. And then diving into the water to the next scene where he meets a merman. And he'd say, chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim, chim, chim for me. Shape of water. <laughs> the shape of water. <laughs> oh my God. Now we've moved into cloaca territory. <laughs> And still have not talked about bad boys. <laughs> it does so much. So maybe we should just talk about the deets. Deets. <laughs> okay, so we already established it came out in 1995, right after Alan. <laughs> <laughs> the original. It's start right. The original is still the best. We <laughs> simply the best. Bump, bump, bump. Better than all the rest. Dunt, dunt. Gayer than anyone. Good job. So two people in this movie who are not gay. Will Smith as Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. Wow. <laughs> Martin Lawrence as Marcus Burnett. And Taya Leone as Julie Mott. Then there are also glorious supporting people like Joe, what's his name? Joey Pants. Joe Pantoliano. <laughs> I can't no I call him Joey Pants. He's affectionately Joey Pants. called Joey Pants. That sounds he like was a mob Captain name. Howard. Hey, Joey Pants, get over here. It does, but he's like the most Italian dude ever. Is he? I imagine. Oh, now I sound racist. Great. Mm. <laughs> and I'm not then surprised. the main bad guy. <laughs> Focus. So, Fouché, whose real name I could spell because I wrote it down. Don't think I can write <laughs> Damn. What is it? Chequy Kanyo? T-C-H? Don't ask how, me. How is that pronounced? Chicken Ched Nadu? I don't exactly. Know. See, look. It's the top line. <laughs> Chequy Kanye? <laughs> K-A-N-Y Is that an E? That's an, an O, o. Oh, I watched this whole movie and I don't think I saw Kanye in it once No, he didn't interrupt it <laughs> <But> <laughs> And it was Tay-Tay Day <laughs> Oh, it was It was it I really forgot was. about that Tay-Tay was Taylor in Taylor Swift was in her concert It was yesterday Oh, yeah Here in Columbus, Ohio Whoop, whoop 
<laughs> so I did find fun facts about the producer Don Simpson. Oh, well, I've never been interested in fun facts about a producer before, so this ought to be interesting. Oh, you will be. He's huh. known for Flashdance. What a of feeling. Fun. You knew that was going to happen. I should have known. Let me dump my water on you. <laughs> Days of Thunder. Boo, I didn't like that. Beverly Hills Cop. Hey, that's a good movie. Top good. Gun. Eh. All right. Help me, Goose. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, his partner in crime was jerry Bruckheimer. oh that's oh. interesting yeah and they actually won some awards for their producer chops or whatever you call it and this was a michael fucking bay film right yeah it was his directorial debut yeah i checked it out he had done nothing but um music videos before now <laughs> and then bad boys he decided he'd make an iconic black film for his first directorial hmm. debut. Except it was conceived as a vehicle for John Lovitz and Dana Carvey. Shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> Shut up so right now. I'm so serious. I'm so mad about that. And that's what got me interested in Don Simpson because it said uh, after hanging out with him, Dana Carvey backed out. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Can you imagine Can you imagine John Lovitz and Dana Carvey and Bad Boys? We no. wouldn't still be wanting to do a... A review of it. No. That's true. It was called. Uh, it was called something else that I did not write down. <laughs> Just ever since the fucking master of disguise, I can't take Dana Carvey seriously. That, that's a whole lot. Am I not turtle enough for the turtle glow? <laughs> did not have to do that. I didn't have to, but <laughs> I, I, I felt compelled. It was horrible. Am I not Mike Lowry enough for the Mike Lowry Globe? All right, you're both looking at me, so I think we should talk about bad boys. So I, so when it starts off, right from the bat, I'm thinking, how the fuck did this cop afford a $100,000 car? And I've got, again, 40 million trivia facts. That was Michael Bay's car. That's dis- That's even more disgusting. Because he had made, yeah, the Porsche 911. Mm. It was, because uh, he had already been successful as a music video director. Which seems I mean, that insane. was a car like his car, right? or that was his actual car? That was his actual car. He That's so weird. Scene. So it's funny, because they are driving along, and uh, they end up pulling over, and this car gets up behind them, and this hooker gets out, and it's a white girl hooker. And I was like... Decoy. Hey. <laughs> she looked like she was strung out, big old red <laughs> lips, <laughs> like she had just freshly applied some lipstick after blowing somebody. Alan is especially, I think... Um, aggressive towards the mid-90s girl because that's when he realized he he liked to smoke the baloney pony instead. <laughs> smoke the baloney pony? Shut <laughs> your mouth. Is that when a smoky eye was popular? <laughs> I think that came along in the 2000s. That's what I thought. It was a little later. <laughs> yeah. But it was delightful to see them after the guys tried to carjack them. Yeah. To turn around and bust ass and, and he's sink. like, let me tell you how bad your day's going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just tried to jack two cops. Right. And all the time, they kept using the let's argue with each other to distract people. And then, boom, guess what? We have guns. We're going to kick ass at the same time. Right. Slush you to the face. Boom. With a gun. And my fist. Did he have to jump up and hit him a little bit? <laughs> I felt like he had to jump up a little bit because he's such a he short guy. He might have. He did look particularly short next to Will Smith, but he's not a tall dude to begin with. Well, and then that guy that he hit was like twice his size and gi- 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 Yeah. Oh, that's true. He's like a giant teddy bear. So he's like, have a slushy, 
punch you in the face gun. Yeah, because he had to distract him before he could mm-hmm. punch him. Otherwise, I don't think he would have gone down. And I know the guy wasn't <laughs> expecting him to come up to his level and hit him. No, he wasn't. Maybe he got to jump off the Porsche. <laughs> I'm going to give us his trampoline. He did like one Mario. Of the, like one, like <laughs> yeah. one of those like, Taekwondo people that runs up the wall and bounces off of <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> And then up next was the thing, if, those who listen to the show know, I'm, I'm always appreciative of a good credits scene at the beginning. Like Baywatch? Yeah, like Baywatch. Um, <laughs> you don't get that a lot anymore. And this one was a very Michael Bay credit scene. It was. Every Michael Bay movie has the same soundtrack, too, which you hear in those opening credits. Mm-hmm. And those little snap flashes of the... <laughs> like different parts of the city. That's right. Cut. Mm-hmm. Cut. Go. Cut, cut. The way the 90s movies all looked the same. It all looked hot. It did. It all looked like, ooh, that city's hot. Like Armageddon. Armageddon on. (laughs) (laughs) Bang a gong. Get it on. (laughs) No. No. So next scene is you get to finally meet the bad peoples. Dun, dun, dun. Alan had something very distinctive to say about the main bad person. It looked like his face had been chewed by piranhas. (laughs) That's terrifying. Fouché. Just nibbled. Just nibbled. Is that Fouché? Yeah. The main bad guy. That was Pussy Pussy? Plickety Plick Plickow. Fouché. Pussy. Fouché. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Just to clarify. And so they are were, they were stealing a bunch of heroin from the, police the evidence station. vault at the police station. And they used this bobsled. And all I could think of was, the people, they say, you know, we can't believe the criminals got a bobsled team. <laughs> Take another swig of your racism. <laughs> Racist? Dinging for racism. Oh my and God. Cool Runnings. <laughs> cool Runnings is an awesome movie. Don't forget to put those dreads in. <laughs> oh, oh. Do not be like Zac Efron. Right? Oh, have you seen lately? Yes. Oh, oh man. Yes. There's a discussion uh. on about it. White people's Cultural hair doesn't actually dread. White people's hair is just dirty. Which dreads aren't dirty. So many people hold on to them, though. Yeah, I know. I've seen quite a few discussions where folks refuse to cut them because they are meaningful in some way to them. All right. And by people, I mean white people. Meanwhile, black people <laughs> get ostracized for having natural hairs. Yeah. I'm told it's dirty. Right. Inappropriate. And then yeah. white people are putting their privilege all over it. Okay. All right, we'll move on before we get on a giant rant. I know. So, heroin is stolen from the police station, and then we cut to Marcus at home. Okay. What's he doing? Trying to get laid. He's (laughs) He's waking up next to a beautiful woman, and I'm like, why do these losers in movies and TV shows always have beautiful partners? Well, at that time, he wasn't too bad looking. What? He wasn't. All right. Sure. I didn't say he was Will Smith fine, but he wasn't ugly. I'm just saying, Martin Lawrence, not my type. Alan, you're the you're the one who can come in at the end here. You're gonna see both sides. What are you I gonna do? do. I mean, he's not <laughs> unattractive, but he is also not my type. <laughs> I've always seen him as the comedian from the Martin Show, so. It's hard for me to picture him other than somebody who's kind of a caricature, if that makes sense. That does make sense. Whereas I wonder if that's how Brooke feels. Is Will Smith your type? Yeah. 
right, let's let's move on to my favorite line from that scene, which is he's trying to get some from his wife and says, you know, I'm a better man when I get some in the morning. That quality time. He does better at his job when he gets some quality time. That's right, he's a better cop. Then Mike shows up, and I think it's hilarious because she says, don't kiss me, Mike, I know where that mouse has been. And I was like, that's exactly how I feel when my kids try to high-five me. Oh. Oh. (laughs) I'm like, no, you go wash your little beaters before you come back over here. That's real. But I do like that he's forever slut-shamed in this movie. Like they're They're really giving a dude crap for being promiscuous. And they're not giving a girl crap. Right. I, and I see your point in that it's it's nice to see that happen to somebody who's not a girl for once, but I don't think anybody should be shamed. Oh, no. Not at all. However, I'm glad you see my point. Because <laughs> I'm really just glad it's a woman, and I hope we can eventually get to the point where no one is shamed. You're glad it's a woman? Not no, so a woman. I'm glad it's not a woman. That's not what you said. We're going to replay it oh, right God. here. And here it is. Because I'm really just glad it's a woman. and I- You're glad it's a woman. <laughs> Even you, Anna, have been so indoctrined. I knew what you meant. Thank you, Alan, <laughs> for taking my side. <laughs> anyway, moving on from the house where Uncle Mike comes in and disrupts the breakfast. Next, they go out to the gym because, you know, if it's going to be have some dudes starring in it, we got to show them being physical. But what I loved about this was Martin Lawrence was pretty much just like I would be at the gym, which is bad. (laughs) Weak. Weak. He was hitting that punching bag, and it was just like I thought that punching bag was going to knock him out. (laughs) That's what I thought it was, too, and it was going to make me laugh. Like he was going to hit the heavy bag and then just come back and knock him over. Then one of the most iconic scenes, they go to the house and they're like, oh, I tripped and opened the door. And they're like, they're just going to let themselves in. And they come in there. Hello, you new neighbors. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. <laughs> and that was so funny because Martin Lawrence is like, there's too much bass in your voice. And he goes, <laughs> we were wondering if we can borrow some brown sugar. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't remember much from Bad Boys, you remember that scene. Yeah. There's a couple lines that stand out. <laughs> yeah. Between that and the Wayans. Do you, do you remember the Wayans Brothers? Mm-hmm. The TV show and the theme song? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. <laughs> Two of the things that stick out from the 90s. The Wayans Brothers were like one of the greatest things to come out of that period. Yeah. Oh, it was so funny. My brother and I used to watch that show. Constantly. And Living Color was 90s, too. Mm-hmm. With the Fly Girls. Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. Killing it. Killing it. Keenan Ivory Wayans doing all the things. So I thought what was crazy in Bad Boys is that next they find a dead person, and instead of calling homicide, they just fuck up the crime scene. <laughs> they just completely fuck it up. They're crawling around. They're unsticking hands from dead papers. bodies. They're moving shit. They're touching it. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Well, Martin Lawrence is about to barf on it. <laughs> yeah, and gets yeah. teased for always reacting that way. I can't blame him. I no. feel like I would react similarly to a body. Because <laughs> it's gross. I've seen dead bodies. It's not fun. Mm, pass. I didn't throw up, though. I was just kind of like, ugh. Like in person before they were like prepared for a cut for up a body funeral? in a trash dumpster. Shut the what? fuck up. 
No, in Nashville when I worked at Office Max. No, out, out behind it. I thought it was a mannequin. In the you're trash, kidding. And it was a, it was a real person's arm sticking up out of the trash. No fucking way. Way. How did I not I'm know not this story? No, tell us the story. Well, somebody got murdered and they cut the body up and threw it in the dumpster behind Office Max on Nolansville Road. And you found it. Not me personally, but we were out there with my manager and she was smoking and I was hanging out because it was break time. Right. And we're like looking around and somebody threw a mannequin in the trash. No. It was an actual it, hand. Because the more we looked arm. at it, we were like, that looks real. Did you call the police immediately? Police. Yeah. That's terrifying. They removed it in bags. Holy fucking shit. That was gross. I. That was probably one of the worst places I've ever worked. I can't believe I've never heard that story. (laughs) Because of the dead body or because of other reasons? There was dead body. There was a person that was high that ran through our store peeing on people. What the fuck? There was a tornado that went through and blew the windows off and cicadas attacked everywhere when I was working there. It was was a mess. So this was the place of biblical plagues. Yes. Yes. Locusts. High pissing people. (laughs) Mannequin arms that aren't mannequins. Yeah. Oh, and then there was also in Nashville the dead body that we found outside of Tractor Supply Company. What the fuck? What? Somebody had hit um, a pregnant woman. You're kidding. And she was dead in the ditch right out front of our office. No, and you saw it? Yeah. Me and the vice president of marketing. And about three months later, we moved our office. To a better part of town. How did I not know Alan has so many connections with corpses? I don't know how you didn't That's know that one. Awful. I th- thought I told you no, that No, I'm sure. starting to feel like maybe you're a serial killer. No. <laughs> I'm just really bad at it. Because that's the logical job. <laughs> well, how can you have that many encounters with corpses and not be a serial killer? You could be a coroner. Well, that's a good point. Are you a coroner? <laughs> no. Serial killer. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you got two options. I could just have the worst <laughs> luck. Yeah, that's bad luck. That's crazy. I've never seen it, it, any human body parts that were It leaves alive. you cold. It it gives you a cold vein of iciness through your body when you see it. I'm sure. Ugh. That just makes me uncomfortable. So, Alan and Martin Lawrence have similar experiences. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Except Alan has a stronger stomach. Except I'll do a better job of keeping a bullet out your ass. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite lines. <laughs> I had several in this movie. So it turns so out delightful. some little sketchy dude wants sex, calls up for a hooker, and oh, we're all out of white hookers in this movie. So it's got to be this beautiful, beautiful black hooker named Max. And she is really like. Look, I've had people approach my car on the corner, and not a single one of them look like Max did in this movie. <laughs> well, she is of the caliber where she's you pretty call woman. and book her. Right. She didn't just walk well, up to maybe, your car. Yeah, maybe that's why I don't have this encounter with, because the only hookers I have encountered came up to my car. <laughs> you, that wasn't a hooker. That was a strolling hostess. Oh. <laughs> They're different. That's a, there's a difference. Okay. Oh. I, I didn't an escort. Know. She's an escort, not a hooker. Yes. yes. Okay. That's fair. and he's like, "Hey, I want to have a good time." She's like, "I got a friend who's not really into this, but let's just go and let's bring her along." Taya Leone is like, "Okay." Her madam is all, "Your friend is sexy and cute. Take her." It's like take a buddy to work day. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was what it was. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because how often does your boss suggest you just bring a random friend along? 
I don't know. I've never been a, a strolling hostess or whatever it was. You Allison. should try it. I feel like it's interesting. Are you <laughs> trying to pimp me out? <laughs> Are you going to smack me with a stack of bills? What's going to happen? No. Why would I do that? I don't know. I just. Want I don't know how stories. this works. She just wants to watch. <laughs> I don't actually. Okay, that good. is not a thing I'm into. I had a partner that did. That's the end of that story. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, (laughs) what happens next? He was on the heroin. Uh, Clearly, he is (laughs) one of the the people. He was on the heroin. (laughs) He did the weeds. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Two times. And because he did it two times, Double he wanted weeds. some girls every two or so hours. I know. Gross. That is gross. It was gross. And he was calling the, uh, conveniently, the agency or madam that Mike's friend Max was working for. Mm-hmm. So that's how they ended up. She was going to do him a flavor. Yeah. She was definitely going to do a flavor. And Taylor Leone was going to be that side flavor. Of course, the main bad guy shows up like, you're a fucking idiot. Right. Why are you doing all this shit? You couldn't wait a couple days for the sale to go down. Right. And now she knows. So she's going to have to die she's with a pillow. But luckily, Taylor had to go to the bathroom. So then she spotted them shooting. Chasing Sue's. And she jumps into a pool. And all right. I can think of is, wouldn't she die? Yeah, she would definitely die. That was way too high to jump into a pool from. Like, if you jumped into the ocean... That is deep from that height you would die. But from the pool, hitting that water would be like hitting concrete, and then you would actually hit the concrete at the bottom of the pool. That gave me so much anxiety. It did me too. It's supposed to be exciting, but I was just like, no. But wasn't it, back to like Max getting shot. So was that scene not like, I don't know, it's just like extra? It was. Because it was like slow-mo. It was the most. And then she flies full force into a table. Slow motion, she screams, oh! And there's dramatic music. Yep. I was like, is that Michael Bay? Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised that table didn't explode. <laughs> oh right. my goodness, but the glass shards went everywhere. Right. It was like, this is just to show you what it's going to be like at the end of this movie. Shatter everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was extra dramatic, I think, too, because that was Mike Lowry's friend. Right. Like, I can't believe she died. She's a friend of the main character. <gasps> Mm-hmm. This is terrible. Grasp your purse. Which actually was terrible because she was gorgeous and clearly too good to be doing that job. Wait, let me back that up because that is shaming sex workers. That is workers. shaming sex workers. Yeah, back that up. Sorry about that, all sex workers out there. <clears throat> but yeah, she was clearly smart and awesome. So it was a really big shame she had to die. She yeah. seemed really calm given the situation she was in. I know, and she, she knew she was fucked because she was crying a little bit. Yeah. But she met it with honor. She's a good Valkyrie. She did. Mm. Died a fucking hero's death. That's right. And then, of course, Mike Lowry <laughs> and Martin Lawrence show up. And then Mike sees that it was Max that got killed. And he goes super emo. I was like, yeah, he does. He's going to go home and get a live journal. And then he, he yeah, because he disappeared the entire night. Mm-hmm. And he got his head knocked in. Who did he go? See? Did he go check the madam? Yeah, he was going and to And then investigate there was a bad the guy madam. there. He got his ass beat. Yeah. And that was a shame. And while he was unavailable, Good old Marcus. Marcus had to pretend to be Mike. I want to be, I want to be like Mike. Which I'm like, who does that? What what police station would do that? 
I don't know how police stations work. Nothing else they do seems to make sense. So maybe they would do this. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Like, it's plausible because they wanted to protect a witness and secure that witness. Well, their asses were on the line. Yeah. They were all going to lose their jobs or whatever. And Mike, there was no cell phones. <laughs> right. So he, he couldn't get he a hold of him. They couldn't him, get a hold of him. They did page his ass. They did page him. Hey. <laughs> but he was unconscious with a concussion. Yeah. That was awful. But, um, wait, what was I going to say? I don't know, but My Martin Lawrence stopped. goes and finds super witness Taya Leone. Yeah, he does. And, of course, bat. there's another, right. She's tacking. Gets swung on. And then her door gets blown in by what? A blunderbuss? What the fuck? <laughs> it was, that was the biggest explosion. <laughs> it was. Again, a giant, like, Michael Bay. <laughs> you could have thrown Paging three Michael basketballs Bay. through that hole side by side just fine. <laughs> yes. It was crazy. Also awesome. And it was so funny because she's like, what am I doing? I'm in a cop car. You got a baby seat in the back. This is awful. <laughs> and, and he had one of them 90s beaded seat covers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Those things were crazy. It's an undercover car. 90s vest. Everybody had a beaded seat cover, but they aren't comfortable. They can't. I didn't have one, but I, I imagine they couldn't be. No. Did you have one, babe? No, but I had. I knew people that did. And when I sat on them, I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> it's just like sitting like you'd imagine it'd be it's like sitting on a bunch of hard things mm. alan tell us about that i didn't have one i mean sitting on, sitting hard, on things. hard things <laughs> you're just missing me today it's alan. just one hard thing hey his name is john i feel like we've all sat on hard things though right babe why you gotta call me out like that <laughs> and sometimes while people I watch just called apparently. myself out <laughs> Alan for the win. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> it's not just for gays. Sitting right, on a hard thing can be a hetero you. activity. Like I, I knew where I was going with that. Heteroid. Heteroid. <laughs> oh, that's how you get heteroids. <laughs> you sit on a hard thing too much. That's true. Or pregnant. Well, yeah, you can't get pregnant from anal sex. That this can also a, be a homoroid, so. Homoroid. Homoroid. Homo and heteroroid. They're just roids. <laughs> They're universal. Oh, They're God. pansexual. That panroids. There's rage behind them all. <laughs> there is. <laughs> Droid rage? Is that where you're going with that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, instead of talking about my sex life, let's. <laughs> but that's so much fun. What do you want to know? Nothing. Nothing. See, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Called the task and you backed off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't have a snappy comeback. I'm mad. I do, but I'm just swallowing it. What? Uh, swallowing oh, it? Yeah, you do like to do that. Shut up. <laughs> the whole sword. <laughs> I know. We're like out at one of the. Um, what is this story? I know. <laughs> Like, we're out at the, what do they call those festivals in the middle of, like, May? and Renaissance Day? Yeah, like, Renaissance Festival, and there's a sword swallower up on the stage, and Brooke does not look impressed. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Why weren't you impressed? (laughs) She's probably swallowed something bigger. Is that true? (laughs) Dramatic. (laughs) Maybe. Mm. Ain't no shame in it. No, I guess not. I am pansexual. Peter pansexual? Yes. Speaking of that, so the reason I call myself pansexual is because I feel like bisexual is in in the gender binary, but there's a big push lately to say bisexual actually means 
interested in people that are the same sexual identity as your own identity and people that are a different sexual identity than your own identity. So it includes everyone. So with a, and a lot of people feel very strongly about that, especially with a lot of bi erasure that happens, they don't want to be erased further. I mean, bi means to, so that word to me denotes a binary, but for a lot of people, it's a very important identity and they hold on to it and they don't see it as trans exclusionary. And, and, and when I say trans exclusionary, I'm not talking about trans men and trans women because they are women and men. I'm talking about uh, gender non-binary. Um, and gender nonconforming. Um, a lot of people have felt like bisexual excludes them, whereas now a lot of bisexuals are saying, no, it's my gender identity as well as all gender identities that are not mine, which I, I kind of like. Yeah, and just to clarify, earlier you said sexual identity. Did you mean gender identity? I must have, yeah. Okay, just wanted gender identities, to yeah. clarify for yeah, thank you. Because there's a clear there. difference in sexual identity right. and gender identity, and that's not usually sorry, a mistake you make. Yeah, so I wanted to be clear. I did think that was an interesting discussion. Yeah, I it's saw a very like interesting a discussion on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I dig the you know attracted to my gender plus any gender that isn't my own. Right, because I identified as bisexual for most of my life, and then I felt like, well, it kind of is is binary, and it leaves out gender nonconforming, and um, gender non-binary and I really kind of like this kind of reclaiming of bigender or of uh, bisexual I'm sorry I have a thought I just saw dogs in a hammock and one of them fell out of it (laughs) (laughs) and I couldn't I couldn't get my brain together to answer that fair enough But yeah, I don't think. <laughs> it was awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> but but I, I honestly am struggling with, maybe this isn't the platform to have this discussion, but struggling with the way words are being policed. Because LGBT, the B is clearly bisexual. And are we proposing that we change it to a P? Because it could leave out non-binary people. And not, and I'm all for things that include people like calling myself cisgender instead of, you know, just a woman or whatever, to make sure that everybody is included. But when it comes to giant terms that people can interpret differently, is that necessary? Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it depends. Like, th- this is the first time I'd heard bisexual described in that way. For me, bi means two, yeah, and you're attracted to two genders, and that is exclusionary, and that's problematic. But if bi can mean two being same gender identity and different gender identity, then that's more inclusive, and I feel good about that definition. But what if it has to do more with interest, like if you're only interested in the binary, why is that harmful? It's not saying that you diss anybody outside of the binary, but your particular interests are only in the binary. I think the problem is that it's exclusionary to people who are often excluded already. And so they're they're being further excluded by that. Yeah, and and it's great that there are terms like that out there, but as a person like Brooke, who is identified as bisexual at any point in her life, I'm a little tied to it, and I don't know if I want to give it up. Yeah, that's why why I brought it up. I felt, that's why I feel good about that new definition or new way of describing it that feels a lot more comfortable to me and a lot more inclusive. Yeah, and to be honest, I never, like, even though bi is clearly two, 
I never really thought of it as leaving anyone out. Right. I didn't until it was pointed out to me. Right. Yeah, I never thought about it. And maybe that's half the problem. Like, we never thought of, that it could leave somebody out, which right. is an argument for Pan. But, I don't know. I could talk myself in circles about this all day. I know. I could, too. Yeah. That's why I just play devil's advocate, because I'm like... Which is a good thing, because those are... It makes you think a little deeper. So, bad boys. <laughs> I never realized... Which is about two. <laughs> which is about two, two people. Two boys. Two boys. Identified as bad. <laughs> <laughs> I never th- realized how much white chicks... The movie White Chicks borrowed from this. You got the the wisecracking other cop group. You got the girlfriend that thinks he's always cheating. Like, there was a lot. It really was. I never even realized it. Because White Chicks is my problematic fave. It's not okay. But it is hilarious. And I watched it at a time when I didn't understand how not okay it is. And I will always think of it very fondly, <laughs> despite it being very problematic. Yeah, I've got a few things like that. White Chicks me is too. not one of them for me, but oh, I do God, have so some. so funny. Honestly, the entire Arrested Development series is a problematic <laughs> right, thing. Now, especially now that they've come out with all this information about... Uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Oh, terrible. And not, not even that, like in the show... Their issues <laughs> sure. that yes. are just yes, fucking are. transphobic and awful. Yup. <laughs> but anyway, back to bad boys before I fall down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I also thought it was funny that Taylioni accuses Martin Lawrence of being gay mm-hmm. and he has a fit. I mean, I didn't mean to offend you. You know, no. it's like okay to be a homosexual, Mike. No, you, 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 you're not listening. It's not registering, okay? Believe me, did you, did you sleep in the bed? You didn't feel the dents? Yeah, the dents come from all that. That's how it gets down, okay? Oh, that's sweet. The dents come from that. Uh, 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 from come how, from all that. How do you say it? But she was going to be like, down. it's okay. It's okay if you have a Very male lover. With yeah. all these pictures like, of another man in your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shrine for every time he saved my life. That was so awkward. <laughs> and Taylor Leone is so annoying. Like... I can't stand it when somebody won't just let you eat a bologna sandwich. Oh, my goodness. Just shut up. Just let somebody eat a bologna sandwich. It was actually pretty funny, though. And I think somewhere out there in the podcast world is somebody going, well, fuck eating a bologna sandwich, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, mm, just let me eat a bologna sandwich. <laughs> but it's like 30 different animals, baby. I know it's hooves and teats. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. But it's good, hooves Ground and teats. Ground up into a meat good. sheet. I know, especially like it when you cook it and it goes like bloop, like a little booby. Like a little booby, is that what yeah, you said? Yeah, a perfect little A-cup booby. Oh, when, when you fry your frying pan. You cut the slight, the... Well, the uh, you do after it makes a booby. I always cut it before. It's a bologna booby. Why would you want to miss you the bologna booby? You just to say bologna booby. Why would you miss the bologna booby? Why wouldn't you want to make a bologna volcano? <laughs> you just put a hole in the middle and watch oh, it smell like loud. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Spoken like a true gay man. <laughs> you're trying to make a volcano instead of a booby. I think she said you're not receiving. <laughs> what? You're, you're being a giver, not a receiver. That's not what I said. He's oh, avoiding not... the booby. I was just thinking of a like, Japanese steakhouse, how they make the little smoking <laughs> onion ring, but you're going to do it with bologna. You're making it a whole thing. That's that's a leap, Alan. <laughs> I'll give you a make leap. the smoke of volcano. I'll give you a leap. All right, so vegetarian vegan shaming of bologna. Yep. Don't then forget the, your bourbon covered pickle. It's true. Oh, yeah. 
It's not salty anymore. Can't even right. taste that. Can't salt. even taste it. He was so mad. It was pure pickle. Later, the real Mike Lowry shows up, and Taylor Leone gets real thirsty. Oh my goodness! She's like in the desert on Venus. I She's mean, so thirsty. But really, who wouldn't be? Will uh, Smith, you know? especially in that time frame. Hey, super fine. I think the only movie where he was hotter was Independence Day. Oh, maybe I Am Legend. Okay, Independence Day, I Am Legend. I don't know. <laughs> Bad Boys might win. Really? For me, for me anyway, huh. yeah. What about you, Alan? I don't know. I'm really trying to think. If we're going to objectify a human being. <laughs> it's my I feel like there is do. something else that I found him hotter in, and I can't for the life of me think of what it is. It was when he was showering in naked in I Am Legend. Nah. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was like built up more for some movie, and I can't remember what it Hancock? was. Ali? Oh, uh, maybe. Because he did look beefier. Which I I like a little beef here. I mean, I don't know. You like the beef hot links. Something to be said for it, for sure. But I will say, in Bad Boys, he did have kind of the little badonk with his slim frame. Yeah, which was he does. Attractive. He's always had a bubbly cheeks happening. Bubbly, bubbly cheeks. Fancy <laughs> some bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> they end up going to that club, Club Hell or Club Club Dead? Hell, Club Hell, and. My first question is, who puts that many candles in a bathroom at a club? <laughs> it's setting the mood. That's dangerous. Hellfire all I've around. I've never been to a club where the majority of people should be trusted around a candle. Much less the whole gothic Lolita setup they had out there. Gothic Lolita. <laughs> that is a phrase for your ass. <laughs> What's not right. Also, when they had that fight and the dude ends up next to the urinal, that looks like oh. it was full of urine from your ass. When he got his needs to hydrate. piss water. <laughs> it, and it was the darkest, dankest piss water. That, Maybe that's that what the candles me. were for, to burn off that urine scent in the air. Gross. Like, you Ugh. could light that piss on They'd fire. It was be. so nasty. It was nasty. It was that's like iced also, tea. That, it looked like iced tea. That, like, you could just squeeze some lemon in it. Ew. <laughs> God, that was gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. But, but Club Hell ends spectacularly badly. It does. Because, of course, Homegirl wants to sneak in there with a gun and try to kill the bad guys herself because she, she feels so like she's more competent than the police. She's an idiot. And what was the deal with the five minute beauty shot of her staring around confused? I don't know. <laughs> like, Michael the, Bay. Are you just sitting there spinning like a dumbass? Michael what Bay has doing? historically objectified women. In his movies, yeah, think so about Transformers. I guess that's not really he a did big that surprise. to Megan Fox. Oh, that's true. He's nasty. I will say, nasty. His shots of Megan Fox while she's working on Bumblebee were kind of hot because you know you see the sweat running down her little midriff. Listen to you, and it's just enough sweat. I was a little thirsty in that moment. Hey, I was like I, I don't. She's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And they, they did. Yeah, they objectified her <laughs> all the hell. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Alan's here for it. But I was there for it. Exactly. I was like, okay. <laughs> in the getaway from Club Dead, they got in that car. It was full of ether. And he ends up throwing the ether out and blowing up some other car and killing everybody in it. But luckily, that doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. Mm-mm. You know, no big deal. But it helps get them shut down. Dead people. It mattered. It helps get who shut down? The police. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess it mattered a little, but... I got what I needed to shut you down, because I'm a bitch. <laughs> you know, Miss... Miss well, Bitch? Is she a DA? What is she supposed to be? I don't know. She With some outside ruling council who was going to reassign all the police and fire them or all... I don't know. She was the good guy, bad guy in this movie. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know why I was calling her Marsha Cross, but I was. <laughs> I can see it though. <laughs> I know I've seen that woman. I can't think of her name. And it was really funny with Martin Lawrence. Is like he overhears his wife and Mike oh Lowry God. talking, and it sounds like sex. And he goes over there acting crazy. Oh my And he's goodness. like, oh, "I'm sorry. You do dumb shit when you don't have quality time. I ain't got no quality. Of course, because after all this shit in Club Hell, Tay Leone is like, "Don't you want to feel funny together?" I know. I feel funny, and he's like, "You don't want that because when I when I come, I come with the thunder." And then your <laughs> right. partner. I mean, I'm sure she's riding the thunder right now. Because how can you resist a man like that? Uh, mm-hmm. so and wrong. they lost his damn mind. And this is already. But what after- would you think the things that he could hear her saying, like, were the worst things you could hear <laughs> somebody out of context saying? <laughs> oh, put it back in! I can't believe I let you see it. I know, right? I'm like, oh. And she got a voice that sounded sexy Sexual. no matter what she was saying. She had a Nana voice. What? What? A Nana voice? <laughs> Anna voice. Oh! She had like, an Anna voice. I was like, we found out a thing today on the podcast. Alan likes Nana voices. <laughs> He's like, hmm, girl, why don't we take off these divers and get crazy? Shut up. How about you crochet me a dick cozy? <laughs> Not a dick cozy. You're nasty, bitch. Or the, whoops, the thong with the little dick cozy. How about you come out in that shawl and nothing else? And it can also have little um, tassels I'm, on it. No. Like snowball tassels. It could be a Christmas themed song. Oh my song. God. Thong. Thong. <laughs> thong. 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 You, you can get grandma some pasties with some tassels on it and she can sweep the floor with them. <laughs> I'm going to practice. You're never too old to be sexy, that. Alan. Yes, you are. <laughs> no. Yes. Has, how, have either of your mothers started telling you things that are just not appropriate that you could have gone the rest of your life without knowing? My, my mother is not like that. Someone had told me your pubic hair turns gray because nobody did. And the first time I got a gray pube, I was like, what is this shit? I just thought it would stay black the rest of your life or whatever color it is. But no, it goes gray. So your mom told you that they go gray? I wish somebody had. Nobody told me. I thought that's where she was going with that, <laughs> I did too. too. Like, I so was you like, asked her mom and she said, yeah, this. I knew that? Nobody told me shit. Well, my mom told me that hair falls out in some places and hair grows in other places. What specifically are these places? She said her eyebrows fell out. Really? Yeah. That's unexpected. Because I always wondered, like, Mom, why do you pluck your eyebrows so thin? And she's like, no, they just fell out. <laughs> Some bullshit. And she said every once in a while she'll get, like, a crazy-ass face hair. Mm-hmm. And it, you don't know it's there until in the light it's like... Mm-hmm. She also said her underarm face. hair fell out. That'd be convenient. Yeah. So she's only shaving her legs if she does shave. I'm down for that. Yeah. Well, my mama told me you better shop around. Shop... My mama told me there'd be days like this. There'd be days like this, my mama said. Mama said. Really? My mom tells me all the other things, apparently. (laughs) Apparently, your mom's very informative. I need to hang out with her more. Mm, You learn some things you don't want to know. Probably. So then they're they're interrogating a guy, and it's so weird. They are leaning on him, like literally leaning on him. (laughs) 
<laughs> and they're like, tell me his name. And the dude acts like he can't handle them leaning on him. Like, it's the worst pain ever. Like, why are you leaning on me? I have my personal space. Oh, I'll tell you anything. He was stupid. <laughs> it's so was weird. Dumb. Like, I didn't understand that scene at all. I'm just an errand boy. Well, that was the guy who was staking out Marcus's house. I know who he is. I don't understand why leaning on him was such a problem. Oh. That's police tactics. They're like, oh, that's a little bit of pressure on my shoulder. I can't take it. That's what they do when they don't shoot you. They lean on you slightly and it ruins your life? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a lot of weight on their shoulders. <laughs> I guess it is. Oh, no. But it was weird. It's like, I want you to tell me where he is. All I know is where he is. Okay, well, then tell us where he is. Right. I just know his name. I just thought it was weird. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Then we cut to my favorite scene in the whole movie at the corner store where homegirls look for shampoo. <laughs> yes. And they're bickering like they always do. And the shop hand flips the fuck out and pulls out a gun like, freeze, mother bitches. <laughs> mother bitches. So I killed before. <laughs> I'll kill again. It's like he heard them talking about. The bad guy's cutting the heroin and everything. He thought they were cutting heroin. And he was like, not on my watch, mother bitches. He also saw someone's gun. And then they pulled out 15 guns. It was like, back up, put the gun down, and give me a pack of tropical fruit bubblicious. And some Skittles. <laughs> Which, at that very moment, I wish I had had some tropical fruit bubblicious. Right? It sounded refreshing. I used to love that. Really? I was more of a hubba bubba person. I did it all. I like that watermelon hubba bubba. And I don't know why, because when I've tried it as an adult, it turns to the hardest gum in life in three seconds and loses all its flavor. Yeah. But I loved it when I was young. This is actually not too bad. Oh, Alan's got some hubba bubba right now, strangely. Yeah. Yeah, The grape was always my favorite. It still, it holds up for me You know what's weird about grape? Everything that says it's grape flavored tastes the same, but none of it tastes like a grape. I know. What but the fuck? That's there's true something really things. delicious about it. Everything that's flavored cherry tastes the same, but none of it tastes like a cherry. Fucking mind blown on Streaming Unicorn Podcast. Pacow! But why is it that both of those things that don't taste anything like the real thing are the most delicious things? That's true. Because chemicals. Delicious I like, chemicals. Like, I like mm-hmm. those chemicals all up in and my they, brain. That's all they want. It's to get you hooked. Back at the precinct... The plot thickens when they find out that calls placed to Club Hell are coming from the station. What? Mm. There's oh a bad cop gosh. involved? How can there be in a 90s <gasps> cop buddy movie? But remember, those of us, those who have watched this movie with us, the heroin dude back in the Al Capone suite used to be a cop. Right. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. They let him go a long time ago. A long time ago. Because I knew it was crazy. He is crazy. <laughs> Next, oh Crockett and Tubbs end up <laughs> end up interrogating this dude who's like, "No, I just sell tires." And they pull a fucking gun on him, and he's Joe, like, "I Joe. should turn you into hard copy," which was hilarious. Mm-hmm. It was. But when I was watching this, I thought, "Did I mean?" Because this was common, not just for bad boys. I'm not just going to talk about bad boys here, but. Anytime there was a cop movie or TV show or anything, somebody was always doing this shit, pulling a gun out and threatening the life of somebody to get a confession. And I thought, did a bunch of people watch these things when they were kids? And that's one reason why cops, so many cops, not all cops, hashtag all cops, but why so many cops are such shitty people now because they saw all these fucking things and they're like, well, that's how you do it. 
Maybe. That's the badass way to do it, and I'm a badass. Except they don't have a funny partner to make jokes in the background. We don't know that. You, you're I, right. Thankfully, probably due to my privilege, I have never been in that situation, and I hope I never am. But I, nobody has an opinion on that? I'm all alone <laughs> Well, here. no, because that's going to go down another rabbit hole, because I've got two black sons. And while my super light skin and straight hair has protected me a lot, the two times I've been pulled over, I don't know if it'll protect them. Their hair is a lot blacker than mine. They're darker than I am. They're big. It's terrifying. I don't want to let them out in the world. Not when shit like that's happening. I know, but that's what I'm saying is, is stuff like that happening? Because so many people saw it in every 80s and 90s cop movie and TV show and think now that's the way to be. I don't think so. Why do you? I think people are just awful. (laughs) <laughs> all right we solved that one <laughs> i think people are racist they see black people and they get scared mm-hmm. and they just shoot because these these things aren't coming during interrogations or whatever they're they're coming when someone says hey sir i have a permit for a gun i have in That's the car that point. i don't have in That's my a hand good point. so i mean i see all these stories and granted, it's not as many as I see bad stories, but I do see positive stories. Well, of course. Where you've got a minority neighborhood, perhaps, and yet the cops get out and they're white, but they, you know, interact with the community in a positive way. Right. And I like to see that, and that's good, and there should be more of that, but I don't think that detra- that should be detracting at all from the stories where somebody's done something awful because they're a racist. No, no. What I'm, I, don't I guess what does. I was getting at is I feel like, I, to Anna's point, the people that are doing those things are inherently racist. Ew. Oh, I see what you're saying. I don't think it's something that they watched on TV and that's just what they think it should be. I think they have other surroundings that have led them to be racist. To be awful. I really think one of the problems, and this is something that I think would help, is people aren't generally trained in de-escalation. Salt Lake City Police were trained in de-escalation and and, uh, racial sensitivities, and they haven't killed someone in years. Whereas most precincts are killing people, like a lot of people, a year, every year. Yeah, I think Columbus has one of the worst records. Yeah, there was an independent uh, study that was done where they rated different departments and Columbus scored extremely poorly on it. Yeah. Mm. And um it's a it's a definite issue and unfortunately I see those in power turning a blind eye to it so that's saying. Definitely. The Obama era what was it? Some sort of task force to investigate or something along those lines was disbanded. Disbanded yeah. like yeah. every other Obama era thing right now. Which is a shame when you start making progress on something that elitists don't agree with. Yes. We just throw it out the window. Mm-hmm. Speaking mm. of stupid white people, right about now, <laughs> Taya Leone steals a handcuff key because she doesn't like being safe. And she doesn't like being protected, even though she demanded it from the beginning of this movie. Sure did. She wants to get in as much trouble as she fucking can. She's an idiot. <laughs> That describes nearly every scene she's in, though. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what? You're not Mike? Even though I suspected it all along, I'm out of here. That's true. Even though they've been protecting her right. this whole time, and she's expect- suspected all along that this wasn't the case, she just decides to be out of here with her handcuff key. Idiot. I can't stand her. Yeah. She's the worst character in this movie. Because when Marcus's wife shows up, she's like, oh, is that the tall one or the short one? And of course, as she's leaving... They pull out every gun in life in that one lobby. 
Every fist has a gun. They're shooting guns with their toes. They got a gun in their mouth, pow, 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 shooting it with their teeth. <laughs> it's like every single gun in the world is in that lobby, and not a single person gets shot. No, it was like the Matrix. There, there was one. There was one random person that we didn't get to know at all in this movie other than to be shot in this scene. Oh, okay. He was like one of the hotel people. So, but not our deputized. No one of import. But not the deputized one. That's funny. Not the plucky comic relief. No, no one of import was murdered in this scene where every gun in creation was used in a lobby. Correct. In slow-mo. If you can't aim your gun in slow-mo, you can't do shit. Then who are you, really? Who are you? The and mind you, Taya Leone was sitting or standing or crawling in the middle of it. No protection. I know. Didn't get hit once. And then... Then they try to kidnap her for some reason. They don't need her alive. Right. Why they, they just have just to kill, kill her? her? To me, that's like going to the to Red Lobster, picking a lobster up out of the tank, taking it home, picking out some clothes for it, <laughs> giving it a name, sending it to primary school, just wow. so you can eat it. Why? Just kill Taya Leone right there. You don't have to escape with her. And then Mike, <laughs> he's chasing her across the entire city. Running. He's running across the world. You know what, though? He's Forrest Gump. Let's stop for a thirst trap because him running through the city with his shirt open was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> in slow motion. Of course in slow motion. And then when He's they have their superhero watch. shop and at Exactly. The end, end resulting in the spin. Glistening pecs exposed. It's the camera rotating. And then Martin Lawrence and them ears. <laughs> and those, those eyes. Now don't pull it because Martin Lawrence isn't the only one with some big old clown ears in this movie. Oh, no, but Will Smith is much finer than Martin Lawrence. You'll as overlook much as I was his bad ears. Him. Like, he could jump off the pier and just float gently to the water on those ears, and you don't care because he's got them pecs of power. And that booty of abundance. <laughs> <laughs> Circle trademark. And he's tall. Will Smith, House of Abundance. <laughs> I'm so, feeling a little lacking next to Will Smith here. You're also What's your a problem? white girl. <gasps> like, you know, she just confirmed that I'm lacking. Oh, dang! Damn, right here on a podcast. That is a trap. You just girl trapped me, <laughs> <laughs> and I am mad. Yes, I did. <laughs> I walked into it. That's true. You did walk into it, and that. I also <sighs> gay gasped. You heard the pearls get clutched. Mm-hmm. I ain't worried, girl. Next thing we see is, <laughs> why are y'all laughing? I'm just keeping this moving. Uh-huh. Back ne- to the police station. Next thing we see is they got this nerd to come out of the prison to hack hack their way <laughs> in. What do you know? The super, super pale girl has been... Super. Cindy Lauper reject. Cindy Lauper yes. reject has been all along trying to cover this up because they have incriminating pictures of her. And she just happens to have their cell phone. Yeah. And now I refer to her as Bitch X Machina. Dang. <laughs> She's also the... She was Eddie's girlfriend. Yeah. Well, isn't that convenient Cindy here at the end Lula. of the well, movie? Well, sad because no where one should be blackmailed. Where we can just wrap everything up. Nobody should be blackmailed, but she was just convenient plot device is what I'm saying. No, that's true. Okay. I'll make it up to you, Mike. And that, I was mad at that. I'll do anything you want. Like, why are you saying this to him? Is it because, you know, he spreads it around and you think fucking him will get she you wants out of the D. She wants the D. It, this ain't how to get it. No, it isn't. It's real. Right. So, once we learn that, on to catching the big bad guy. Right, on to the big, like, explosion fest 
the drug the deal movie. in an airplane hangar, which is also in every Michael and Bay movie. And that was crazy. Like, so much explosion. <laughs> and I love how at one point, Taylioni is driving her car at all these ether tanks to explode them. And she, like, bails out two <laughs> inches from it. Like, the whole place isn't going to explode when she hits those. Ugh. That always... People bailing out of a car last second before it explodes always gets me in movies. I, I hate it. No, I didn't know that. And why do none of them ever break an arm or something? <laughs> they always have a perfect rollout. They do. <laughs> you practice that. We practice that in karate, actually. A rolling out of a car? The, almost, yeah. Like if Good someone, God. Um, Your karate was some serious shit. Oh, my goodness. I really should go back. But there was... <laughs> Never um, go back. It sounds abusive. It's crazy. Like if you get knocked over, they teach you how to fall and redistribute the oh. energy so that you don't hurt yourself really right. um i've been flipped before and had to figure out how to fall appropriately so i didn't hurt my arm so there's there's real life a way to do that well i know i've had to do a dive roll once on stage yeah which was crazy because yeah, i've never right. been one that's i'm really cool. bad at these you tuck things. your head and just roll mm-hmm. yeah and it's crazy how it just works just go yeah for you it. just flip right back up on your feet do Boop. it right now in the hallway no <laughs> i'm not quite as proportionate as i was back then <laughs> And a back roll is also very hard because it's like boobs in your face and then your neck does a weird thing and then it's just not cute. That does seem like a lot of body proportionation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's not hey. cute. But Speaking of bad boys, I also loved <laughs> <laughs> I also loved when the guy got blown up in, a, in the, the plane and flew out the back of the plane on fire. That was a good that effect. Was, that was awesome. That holds up. I still haven't seen that any other time that I can think of. Mm-mm. That's how Michael Bay got famous right there. It might get shot, and they pull up next to him in this car. Everything's exploding, and for like a good 10 minutes, they're just screaming at him to get in the car. Get up, Mike. I'm like, Jesus Christ. How about you get your ass out of the car and pick him up? Right. He just got shot, and they're just screaming, get in the car, get in the car, get in the car, Mike, get in the car, in the car, 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 <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike. Jeez, killing me. Then, Taya Leone had like five minutes in that scene that she could have picked up another ether barrel and thrown it into the fire. She, you're right. She could have gone down to the Quickie Mart and gotten a soda to cool off and come back to help Mike in the car and then driven off. Get in the car, mother bitch. (laughs) Mother bitches. (laughs) Then that, of course, leads us to the stupidest game of chicken ever. Why? It was kind of amazing, though. Why did, like, oh, for some reason, this airport has a small gap in a wall, and we, for some reason, have to <laughs> race towards, towards it. it, even though there's in, the tarmac is huge and expansive, and you can go in any direction. For some reason, they have to play chicken to this hole in the wall. They had to ride for their shiny dick reasons. That's true. And when you put it that way, I guess it is stupid, but in the moment, I thought it was cool. I know, it was like they were flying towards a Death Star trench or something. A little bit. And it turns out it didn't much matter because the dude hit the wall. Didn't He was fine. <laughs> right. He's like, wow. Slammed it at high He was surprisingly hurt. okay. Oh, well, I was going three million miles an hour. No big deal. What's next is that the bad guy tries to shoot one of them, Marcus Burnett. With the like a little hand cannon. It's got like four little four holes. Little shoot, shoot holes, whatever you call them. Shoot, I'm not a big holes. gun girl. Barrels. Barrels, yeah, maybe four like, barrels. I wanted a little white flag to pop out the end of it, a little then, bit, yeah. and then be like, "Blam!" And then the flag shoots out and ping, right in the head. And then Mike Lowry turns around and unloads a clip into him, and then death hand gun drop, dead. The end. And then they say they love you. 
I love you to each other. Yeah. And then they give Taylioni a white girl pass because they couldn't tell her she got in the way every fucking time. Right. <laughs> you're okay, even though you attract all the danger. <laughs> and all the ether. And then, did you know that that, um, that last scene was a big fight between Michael Bay and Will Smith? He yep. agreed early on to say, I love you. I love you too. He agreed to do that, but then during the actual shooting, he didn't want to do it. And they had a, like a couple hours long fight. And finally, Michael Bay was like, we have five fucking minutes left of this crew to shoot this fucking scene. Fucking do it. So he did. Wow. That yeah. seems ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Very Was ridiculous. he just not feeling it? I didn't I even don't say. Know. He didn't say. I don't know hmm. what the deal was. Also, fun fact about the end, Michael Bay actually paid the studio twenty five grand to shoot the final action sequence. Why? Because the studio didn't want to do it. They refused to fund it. So he funded it? Yeah. Well, it worked out for him, didn't it? Sure did. Good job, Michael Bay. Because he got to blow up shit in perpetuity. <laughs> <laughs> right. The studio was like, yeah, you were right about that one. <laughs> Our bad. Alan, what's your what if for this one? I believe in miracles. Here it comes. Your sexy what if. Um, what if Taya Leone, what if her hair was blonde instead of black? Why would that matter? <laughs> Every other movie I've ever seen her in, her hair was blonde. This is the only oh, movie true. I've never seen her hair blonde. It was distracting. What if Taya Leone was the president and an asteroid was hurtling towards the Earth? <laughs> that was almost a movie. Yeah, I know. Morgan Freeman was president. Yeah, Morgan Freeman was president. What She if... worked at the White House, though, didn't she? She was the that correspondent. Was Deep Impact. Oh, yeah. That's a good topic, because I like Deep Impact, and I like Armageddon. And for me, they don't compete. For me, they're different genres entirely. Like, Deep Impact is about people, and Armageddon is about action. I agree with that. Yeah, I like Armageddon better, though. <laughs> I just said... <laughs> I just said. Well, you said how you think about it. Well, that's how everybody feels. Um, <laughs> you're, no. <laughs> Quit trying to tell me my experience. Anna, there's two ways to feel. My way and the wrong way. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> this is just cold-blooded. Well, I'm sorry you're wrong about deep impact. I still love you, even though you've made a error in your life. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> savagery this is why we're getting married why because we're both jerks because you don't put up with my bullshit so let's go to our ratings ratings take me to your ratings brooke why don't you start with the ratings so i really like this film I think it's still funny. It holds up. That's one of the things when you rewatch a movie that was uh, 20 some years old, mm-hmm. you have to figure out like, is it still holding up? Uh, and it does hold up pretty well. Um, it doesn't, a lot of the pr- movies from the nineties ended up very problematic when you watch them now. And this wasn't as much nearly. Um, it was good. That said, it's also kind of drags in some places. It is some old cliches, which is very common at the time. And uh, I'm going to end up giving it, for me, a three out of five stars. Mm-hmm. It's going to get zero pride flags because, <gasps> if anything, it's a little bit homophobic. I I gave it a four. I, 
I agree. It stands the test of time. It does have some dated stuff in it, mentioning pagers and so on and so forth. However, the comedy was still funny. The action was funny. They were... There was some sexual attraction. The characters are kind of hot. Even the dumb ones. <laughs> um... I I gave it a one for Pride Flags just because Taya Leona said it's okay to be gay. Well, it's okay. It's to okay be gay. to be a homo. It's fine. Yes, homo. You know I'm not mad. Now, granted, he was so afraid to be considered gay. Oh my goodness! But he that, threw a whole fit. But that's not uncommon amongst hetero people. No, especially a certain kind of hetero person. Unfortunately. So it kind of it showed the truth of America. There are people that are okay with gay, and there are people that are afraid to be gay. Anna, what did you think? Oh, they're <laughs> trying to deep throat your fucking microphone. <laughs> I give it four out of five stars. I love this movie so much. There are a bunch of lines that I still mm-hmm. quote regularly and forgot that they were from Bad Boys. Like, freeze mother bitches. For some reason, <laughs> I've forgotten that was from Bad Boys. As far as pride flags go, I'd have to give it zero because there there were too many touches of homophobia for her shining star of it's okay to really make a difference for me. But yeah, it delighted me. The references to Michael Jordan retiring, hard copy. (laughs) So why not five for you then? Like what? What costed a star? I didn't expect this, but maybe now you're just going to say fine five. <laughs> like, I want to because I find that I love it, but I was trying to be objective. Like, there's some problems with the movie. So, like, objectively, it's four. But like if what? we're just going. I, wanna, I just want to hear you say some bad things. No, I'm not going <laughs> to give you that pleasure. <laughs> okay. But, you know, 12, 13 year old Anna loves it. With her whole heart, and would give it five stars. Excellent. The end. That's it for this week's episode. Please review and rate this podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, subscribe. Join us on our next episode when we'll be reviewing Train to Busan. Watch it with us this week on Netflix, then join our community to share your own review or discuss other movies with us and other fans at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Unicorn Brigade. Streaming Unicorn Podcast is produced in cooperation with Stealth Pickles Productions and is copyright 2018, all rights reserved. Theme music created by Brooke. Check out our website, streamingunicornpodcast.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram and YouTube for bonus content. Until next time, this is Brooke, Anna, and Alan saying, My my shit shit always works works sometimes. Welcome to Streaming Unicorn Podcast, where queer... (laughs) Motherfucker. I laughed at Irene so many times, and I can't say it either. (laughs) (laughs) that's real oh my god it's too late for curly fries potato cakes (laughs) wait let me see them titties shut up (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this episode is a hot mess (laughs) 
I don't remember what's next. I don't either. <laughs> I have guy scene. Oh, Jim. It was a misprint. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that's it for another episode then. Oh, shit. I'm supposed to read stuff. <laughs> I was about to say fucking mic drop, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>